Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with the first Southwest Virginia Fishing Report of the new year. Happy New Year, Matt. Happy New Year, Marvin. I hope you guys had a good holiday. It was good. We got to spend uh, about a week up in Virginia and came back to North Carolina probably two or three days before the first. How was yours? Yeah, we did We did something similar. We call it the, call it the Black Diamond, where we've got to drive up to Northern Virginia, couple places in central virginia and back down to abingdon we spent thankfully we had about 10 or 11 days this year so we weren't uh, trying to cram all that into like three or four days so it was nice yeah well good and of course probably the big news and uh your part of the world is this crazy weather where it was in the 70s before christmas and then it got really really cold and you got some frozen stuff yeah well it's, it's wild that it's crazy because it should be happening but it was Literally, when we were driving back, I guess on the second, um, it was it was close to seventy degrees, and we left Northern Virginia, and it snowed the next day. Um, overnight, some of our high elevation areas got close to eight inches of snow. I know over in the uh, like Highland areas of Western North Carolina, I talked to a client over there uh, yesterday. They had upwards of ten, so. It's uh, definitely flipped on a dime, and we uh, we have highs in the like low 40s for the next couple of days, and another potential two inches of snow forecasted for Thursday. So, just I guess we're on our toes now. Yeah, and then even though you know we're going to return kind of after this weekend to kind of more seasonable temperatures, you're going to kind of have a a little bit of cold runoff getting into the water, and the water's probably elevated. What should folks expect to see? And How's that going to affect fish behavior? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the big thing. I mean, um, I've, I've mentioned it before, but particularly in terms of the New River, which is where we're spending a lot of our time right now, musky fishing. Um, it starts in western North Carolina, and it flows through the highlands of southwest Virginia and through, um, you know, sort of western Virginia, Giles County, all that. So it's... Uh, Definitely don't look for the new to recover as quickly as the trout streams because they're, you know, pretty much, I mean, they're very fishable right now. The new is fishable, um, but it's over 5,000 cubic feet at Radford right now, which is kind of my general benchmark for high water. Um, And it will, it'll just take a while because. You know, like you said, we've got 10 inches of snow in some places within the watershed. And, um, you know, even as the temperatures return to normal and we get back up into the 40s and 50s, um, that stuff will be melting. And I think most of the snow is pretty wet to begin with. So I think it's going to gonna melt pretty quickly. And so you can already see if you pay attention to the New River gauges, they've bumped a couple of times since we had snow uh, the other day. Yeah, but I guess the good news is at some point when things start to drop, that little bit of stain in the water is going to probably make it a little bit better on the musky hunting front, right? Probably. Um, yeah, I, I have actually not seen the new firsthand in the last day, but I had some secondhand reports that it's a little bit stained um, brown. I'm headed up there tomorrow to check it out and see what's going on. But, it, um, yeah, I mean, before – before Christmas, we were out and it was super, super clear and really low. And um, I mean, lower than the seasonal 
summertime average and fish are still moving. Um, but it's, you know, as we talk about, it's tough to get them to commit by the boat. I think that last day we had, um, 17 follows and we managed to get exactly one of them to eat a, eat a fly by the boat. So, um, that will probably get a little bit easier. The flip side is you won't probably see as many, um, but sort of your predatory edge will be kicked up a notch. So that's always good. Uh, there you go. And, you know, we don't have a listener question this time, but next time we're going to draw for all the folks that send in questions in 2021. And you want to let folks know, Matt, uh, what we're going to draw for on the next fishing report? Yeah, I'll uh, do what I usually do. I'll put together a uh, – Fly box is sort of my most valuable smallmouth flies through the season. Um, as I'm kind of imbued in that right now, restocking everything. So I'm not caught with my pants down when March gets here. Um, and then I'll, I'll throw in some, you know, some of our, uh, my stickers and rod company stickers and, um, some discount cards and stuff like that. Uh, very cool. And before we start talking about uh, what you have or haven't been writing over the holiday season, it's important for folks to know that before we uh, we talk again, they can meet you in person at the Virginia Fly Fishing and Wine Festival. That is true. That is, uh, I guess, not not this weekend, but the following weekend. So I'll be there. Um, you got a presentation both days, I believe as well um just talking about smallmouth fishing and musky fishing and you know just all what we've got going on down in southwest virginia and different fisheries and um look forward to seeing anybody that's coming out yeah and folks uh just so you know the best uh best place i think it's vaflyfishingfestival.org and it's january 15th and 16th in doswell virginia at the meadow park event center um and so uh now we get to move on to what have you been writing yeah, a uh, lot. Um, I kind of, kind of have front loaded my year a little bit, trying to get a bunch of writing stuff knocked out. Um, when we do have these inevitable, um, you know, weather events, but uh, the, the column that's coming out this week is is actually about um, juniper berries or red cedar berries, which is another um, wild edible that people in, in Virginia and the Appalachian region can find right now. Um, if you're traveling for the holidays, you probably can see these, you know, big light blue dustings on, on the feeder trees and the median on the interstate. Um, and a lot of people don't know you can actually eat those things. There's, they go particularly well with a lot of wild game, uh, venison and duck and stuff like that. So putting that out and then, um, Got a couple things for Hatch Magazine coming out, and then a uh, couple of more sort of destination-y kind of pieces for American Fly Fishing Magazine I'm working on right now, particularly about a couple of our local trout streams. Yeah, well, there you go. And, you know, before I let you hop, I would imagine that if people want to fish uh, smallmouth with you, it would be a really good idea for them to get in touch with you um, before uh, show season really gears up, because the pickings will probably be slim after that, right? Yeah, um, that's a good point. Um, I have I have booked a lot of smallmouth days in the last week. I think I booked 13 or 14 yesterday. Um, April and May are looking pretty slim, and that's uh, 
those have been some of our best months the last couple of years. So um, that's kind of what I'm really pushing for right now. Of course, summertime will start filling up too. Um, so if you're interested, just get in touch and we can talk about kind of what you want to do, what you want to experience, anything in particular you wanted to learn about smallmouth bass fishing and we can kind of figure out when would be best to schedule a day and get out on the water. Uh, Well, there you go. Well, listen, folks, I hope you have a great 2022. Happy New Year, Matt. Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks, Marvin. Happy New Year.